Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed, and thanks to the help you get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll keep it running for you. Good morning to you, Dan. Happy New Year. Thank you, Denny. Happy New Year to you, too. Good morning. Let's hope for a good one. At least, a be- so. at least a better one. Uh, yeah. Looking at the forecast, uh, it uh, it looks, you know, actually above average temperatures, high temps. We're going to get a little melting going on today. But uh, before we get into some questions, uh, and by the way, for our listeners, Dan will be with us till about 745 this morning. So if you have have to bring in your vehicle for service and you want to know what's uh, what's ailing that vehicle, uh, call us or text us. Uh, either way, there's one number. We'll get you in here by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Don't wait. If you have an issue, you want to get some help, Dan will give you some idea what might be wrong with that vehicle. We always kind of run out of time here at the tail end of the show because Dan has to make way for Jack Farrell at 745. So call us or text us with your questions. Speaking of moderating temperatures, a listener, I know we've talked about this uh, in years past, wants to know if there is a difference in windshield washer fluid. There is. Uh, in fact, I, I've identified them by color. I don't know if that's all true or not, but uh, but uh, the the, the uh, purple, more purple uh, windshield solvent compared to the blue windshield solvent is has a lower freeze temperature. And it has a little more detergent in it, so uh, I think it works a little better on bugs and things like that, and uh, and uh, and it doesn't freeze. Although uh, with a properly uh, used windshield solvent, I've never seen the blue uh, jug freeze. However, if the if the window solvent in your car gets old enough, which might be an, an, a uh, consideration this year mm-hmm. but if it gets old enough uh that could become a problem where uh, where it will freeze so you know i always encourage people before the winter season to uh use their their uh windshield solvent uh, as as best they can use a bunch of it up and put fresh in before the severe cold weather comes because um we i had this just last week where somebody had put water in their 
window solvent tank and it of course froze and it was a block of ice in there <laughs> and you think well that's no big deal you just run some more water in there but if you've ever tried to melt a block of ice it's a big deal it takes forever <laughs> and, yeah yeah and you don't just put warm water in there it usually involves taking the whole thing out and and letting it sit and soak and and uh, warm up and melt and then you put fresh stuff back in so uh, best to not let it freeze That's, yeah. that would be my advice Use it up. Will you get you, this uh, this coming week? At least around here, you, we're going to have uh, uh, plenty of opportunity to use. Uh, yes, you're that, you're going to have washer. opportunity to use it up. You're going to need to use it up because it's going to be a mess. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, let uh, Dan. Let's go to the phones. I think Jerry is calling in from Minnetonka this morning. Jerry, you're on CCO with Dan. Good morning, guys. I love your show. I was going to tell you, I've been racing cars since I was. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Camaro base, quarter mile, pro stock, Camola, Brainerd. Yeah. Anyways, oil is so important. I don't like that when they say, well, change your oil every 30,000 miles. Oil is a lot cheaper than a motor. That's promised. And a filter is cheap. But uh, another thing I want to tell you, I got a 454 motorhome, Chevy motorhome, and it runs like crap. So I put, uh, I always use this run uh, non oxy premium gas. This thing per so, and I, my mileage went from eight miles a gallon to thirteen miles a gallon. So tell people to buy good fuel. Well, I guess this is a good point too. Although, what's uh, you you said in the past, Dan, that uh, using during the season the oxygenated fuel uh, probably diminishes your mileage a little bit, right? That's absolutely true. Yes, it does not have the the uh, same amount of energy that. Uh, that uh, petroleum uh, gas has, and um, that makes a difference on your mileage. And so while it's environmentally friendly and all that, it does have an effect on your mileage. So that's true. All right. Uh, The the text is is asking this, is it okay to store a battery on a cement floor or not? You know, I've heard that spoke to over the years that it uh, that uh, leaving a battery sit on a cement floor will cause it to drain and I've never uh, seen any scientific evidence uh, to that point but that is certainly something that a lot of people believe and uh, I guess for that purpose and for a lot of other reasons uh, maybe if you're going to store a battery put a piece of cardboard or a piece of wood under it uh, for a couple of reasons, one is that it'll keep it a little it'll it'll keep it a little warmer. It'll it'll keep it from uh, from being cooled by the uh, cement floor. Um, and secondly, if there is an effect on it, but which I don't really scientifically, it doesn't make sense to me why it would make a difference if you set it on the floor other than it makes it cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, If you have a uh, car care question, call it in or text it in. We have a line open at 651-989-9226. In fact, Dan, let's go to the phones. I think Deb is calling in from uh, Elk River this morning. Deb, thanks for calling. What's your question? Hi, I've got a two. In fact, Dan, let's go to the phones. I think Deb is calling in from uh, Elk River this morning. Deb, thanks for calling. What's your question? Hi, I've got a 2006 Camry. It's got 280,000 miles on him. Wondering, um, the gauge seems to be staying at cool. Just on the sea, it hardly moves, and wondering if that's a thermostat problem or antifreeze. Had a radiator replaced recently. 
Yeah, <clears throat> could be either of those. <clears throat> if you check the antifreeze level and it's full, <clears throat> then of course what you would do is uh, is have the thermostat replaced. That would be the next thing. I assume that when the with the temperature gauge sitting on the cool mark, that the heat coming into the car isn't very good either. So if that's the case, if the heat is poor and if the temp gauge never moves, then I would recommend that you have a new thermostat put in. If, however, you are getting good heat, comfortable heat like it's always been, then I would start to wonder if the gauge is reading accurately. Because if you're getting good heat, uh, then the temp gauge should be reading higher than that. Hmm. Is it, uh, as far as uh, replacing a thermostat, is that, it used to be so easy many years ago. Can it be a difficult uh, job? Just like everything in life, Denny, it used to be so easy many years ago. Doesn't that just apply to everything in life? It really uh, does, yeah. You know, it can be very, very complicated uh, on the wrong car. And in fact, some thermostats are electrically controlled and electrically assisted, and some are are, uh, in terrible spots, you know, uh, very, very complicated to get at. So... Uh, yes, it's not uh, on most cars. In fact, it's not just a simple remove two bolts and put a new thermostat in. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh, oftentimes way more complicated than that to get to. Hmm. Figured. All right, we yeah. need to take a quick break here, Dan. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. Dan will uh, be with us till just about seven forty-five this morning. So call in your question or send it uh, text wise. That's the same number. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive helping you out this morning here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. It's eleven above. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here, along with Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located on beautiful Grand Avenue, but exactly where, Dan? Danny, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. We'll be there this morning, in fact, 651-228-1316. You know, it's always so much fun, uh, not only just visiting you guys there at uh, Lloyd's, but uh, the avenue itself, uh, it's blended. It's residential. You've got great businesses there, and it's it's just a great place to walk. I love walking Grand Avenue there. You know, I'm kind of, I'm, of course, very biased on that, Denny, but... My line is, if I can't get it on Grand Avenue, I probably don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So, Absolutely. Yeah, they pretty they pretty much have everything. Absolutely. 651-989-9226 is our phone number. It's also the text number. And we have uh, some text messages. I don't want to forget about our listeners there either. Um, let's see. Do, do, do traction drive light came on in my 06 Tahoe, and it would not move. Was I on total ice, or what's that all about, Texter One? Tra- traction light came on. It's an 06 Tahoe, and well, it wouldn't if it move. Came on, <laughs> if it came on when you were uh, spinning the wheels or stuck, yes, your, uh, that, the traction light will come on. 
<clears throat> to let you know that that uh, the system has been activated and that it's going. Uh, and that if after you got out of that situation, the traction light went off, then uh, it's working the way that it's supposed to. That's normal operation, and you don't have anything to worry about. You know, we've talked about this a long time ago, and uh, with vehicles like one of ours, is uh, you can uh, change the uh, traction on my wife's truck. I mean, the uh, you know four wheel high, low, whatever. But we never do that. Is that something that should be kind of exercised from time to time? You know, um, <clears throat> on, uh, it depends on the vehicle. On some vehicles, yes, there's a motor that actually moves a gear. And, uh, and that should be exercised from time to time. And quite honestly, Denny, probably in every vehicle, <clears throat> you should use all of your components from time to time and, uh, and move stuff. That's just a, a good idea generally. Um, on some, on some vehicles though, you're actually not moving anything. It's always engaged, uh, and switching back and forth anyway. But uh, but on many vehicles, you're actually moving something when you switch it between uh, four high and four low or between two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. And in that case, yes, that does need to be moved from time to time. Okay. Got to put that on my list of things to do. Yeah, you know what else, you know what else Denny? You should practice mm. with that. You should see what you accomplish when mm. you switch all those buttons and see what the difference performance is because – you know, like like so many of us, we buy a new vehicle, and we don't pay any attention to what it is, all the bells and whistles that it has to offer us. And you drive it for years and years and never take advantage of something that maybe you would find very, very handy. So I always recommend that you actually go through the manual, especially after you've had the vehicle for a little bit and you're comfortable with it. Go through the manual and and uh, know what all those buttons and accessories and all that is all about because you might find that you really enjoy them. It's true. I've done it occasionally. I go, oh, that's what that's for. <laughs> <laughs> and even do I do that. It's like, oh, I'll that's bet. what that's for. That's kind of cool. Say so we had a response from a listener about the uh, a battery on a concrete floor. Uh, this opinion said the original asphalt case batteries were the ones affected by concrete, according to this text. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense, yep, that that would make a difference. Thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, so the new cases have, have uh, corrected that. All right. Uh, Texter says this, and it runs uh, quite a, a long way here, so let's uh, let's see if I can't translate. Uh, speaking of thermostats, Texter says, I have a 1998 Dodge Ram half-ton, with the 4.3-liter uh, engine, as much as the gooseneck is easily accessible while changing the thermostat, one of the two bolts snapped off while I'm loosening it, which then ensued a long, arduous task of drilling out the stud and oversized tapping the opening, and no, an, e- an easy, uh, hmm, an easy-out stud remover would not work, Texture says. Um <laughs> so as your yeah. car care expert well, says, nothing is easy anymore these days. <laughs> <laughs> They're describing the, the process involved. <clears throat> Many times those bolts that go into the, that hold the thermostat in place go into a coolant port. <clears throat> so they, uh, you know, over time get corroded in place and, uh, and then, are, then get stuck. And if they do, and if they break, uh, one of the rules of thumbs that we have with a bolt is to, you know, in a situation like that, to remove it by hand because 
once you break the bolt, it becomes way more difficult to deal with than after you break it. Mm-hmm. Before you break it, there's things you can do like warming it up and things like that uh, that can make a difference so that you can get it out without breaking it. Once you break it, then the process gets complicated because you have to you do have to drill it out and you do have to retap it and uh, that's that's a big job and hard to do and you know when you're drilling it you have to make sure you get the drill bit exactly in the center of the bolt or it won't work right so uh, we we try not to break bolts that's the that's the best thing you can do yes. good advice call us or text us if you have any kind of a car care question for Dan Burns call six five one nine eight nine nine two two six or use that number as a text question if you prefer six five one nine eight nine Nine two two six. Uh, let's see. Texter says, when I check my tire pressure with a tire gauge, it will show me 35 PSI, the recommended, but my dashboard shows me anywhere from 31 to 34 each tire. Which one should I trust? <laughs> That's a good question. I would, <clears throat> I would trust my gauge in my toolbox, but most people don't have that because it's an electronic expensive gauge. And, uh, so that would actually be my best advice is if you would bring it into a, a shop that has a professional gauge and ask them if you can use it while you uh, check your tires. The and, and it would be interesting to know after you use a professional gauge, is the are the uh, um, pressure sensors reading accurately? Because after you inflate the tires all to exactly the same pressure, if you take it for a drive, and they're all reading differently, then uh, then you've got a problem with your pressure sensors. So I would do the test. I would, uh, you know, get a professional gauge uh, uh, and then check the pressure and then uh, compare that to what you're seeing on your dash, and then you'll know the real answer. Those old mechanical gauges, while they'll get you in the ballpark, they won't get you exactly to the right number consistently every time. Yeah, I uh, remember a few years ago, I think it was, I bought one of these digital uh, uh, pressure gauge to uh, to use in my compressor, and that seems pretty accurate. I kind of like can that. be if you know. Well, that's you. You know, you get lucky. <laughs> they can if you get the right one, it can be very accurate. But you've seen the gauge that I that I yeah. use, Danny, when I'm filling your tires, and right. you know, it's 150 dollars. So. Most people don't want to spend that kind of money for a tire pressure gauge when you can buy a an old mechanical one for dollar ninety nine. So yes, uh, yeah, it's uh, not everybody's you, willing to do that. You gets what you pays for. All right, yeah. let's let's uh, let's take a bit of a break here. We have to look at that forecast too. Speaking of the warmer weather, Charles, you're going to be next on the phone, and we'll grab some more text messages as well. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is the phone number. And the text number for Dan Burns getting your car care questions answered here on a Saturday on News Talk 830 WCCO. It's 11 degrees. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. uh, Dan will be with us for about another uh, 10, 12 minutes or so. We promised Dan Charles from Storden, uh, who's calling in, uh, been on the line. Thanks, Charles. What's your question for Dan? Oh, thank you. 
Uh, I have a 2011 F-150 with 85,000 miles on it, and under acceleration, it will ping or detonate, you know, like they used to do in the old days when you had the timing set wrong. Um, mm-hmm. My local um, mechanics and stuff say, well, try some different gasoline, and that does seem to help, but I get some free gas from my employer, so I'm kind of, you know, stuck using the gas that I get for free. I was wondering if I could try some different additives in the gas tank and see if it would make any difference, or would they do any harm, if, you know, trying some different ones? Or Yeah, no, certainly will, certainly will not do any harm, and <clears throat> the vehicle actually should have some uh, protection um, in it, designed into the into the uh, software to take care of that pre-detonation, to take care of that knocking, and a, hi- a higher octane fuel is um, one of the solutions to that to uh, prevent that knocking. If you're using the octane that the manufacturer recommends, then I would actually have the vehicle checked because. You know, it has a knock sensor. It has different sensors built into it that are designed to um, to protect the vehicle against pre-detonation because that pre-detonation is hard on the vehicle. It's hard on the valves and things like that. You don't want that going on. And so with computer controls, they're able to do that. They, they You know, they'll sense if, if it's knocking or, or pinging like that. And when it starts to ping, they'll change the timing uh, automatically. And if that system on your vehicle is not working correctly, uh, maybe that's the solution to it would be uh, to get that repaired. So I would take it in and have that checked. You know, if you uh, brought it in and said, hey, my vehicle's pinging, and they can uh, they can scan your computer and see what's going on, uh, maybe that'll make a difference for you. But to answer your direct question is, no, I'm sure that any of those additives would be just fine they're not going to do any harm to the vehicle, and anything that would boost the octane is going to make a difference for you. Okay. Uh, Let's see. The texter says this, Dan. Uh, Dan, what's the best way to get rid of uh, an old gas and oil mixture? It comes from David in Eden Prairie. How do you get rid of old gas oil mixture? I would bring it to the uh, recycling place. Yeah, take it to a recycling center. They're all over the place. Uh, I don't know if they're all over the place. I know there's one in St. Paul. I know there's one in, in, in Ramsey County. Uh, I, I'm sure every county has a recycling center that will take care of that for you. Yeah, I always take uh, any any hazardous material to, uh, I think it's around 90, right off 35W and 94th, something like that in Bloomington. So uh, very handy, yeah. very handy. Uh, let's see. I have, Texter says, a 2015 Honda CRV. When it's idling, my seats and car vibrate or shake. When I give it just a little gas, the shaking stops. What could be causing this, and should I have it looked at? At this point, it's just annoying. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have it looked at because it shouldn't do that. And uh, what I'd have to see the vehicle for is, is it that the engine is actually running rough, or at idle, is the vehicle settling down on the engine mounts and, uh, and... the, and there's something metal on the engine that's actually touching the frame of the car because the engine is actually mounted in rubber mounts and uh, so that you don't feel it running in the car. If those mounts have broken and the vehicle has sat down and, and is touching metal on the frame, you'll feel that throughout through the car. And by giving it a little fuel, the engine smooths out and then you don't feel it in the car. But but those are the two possibilities that the engine is actually running rough 
and uh, that should certainly be looked at. Or if an engine mount has failed, then uh, you'll feel it in the car, and that also should be taken care of. So to answer your question, yes, you should bring that in and have that checked. Okay. You know, for those that uh, maybe listen on the uh, radio.com, uh, it could be in Hawaii, it could be anywhere. They're not, they're, they don't have the same issue. But lately, and given our snowfall and the street conditions, I have been kicking tons of chunks off my car. I mean, it just collects in that wheel well, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. And <clears throat> doesn't hurt anything, but uh, it's very annoying. And so, yeah, there's there's lots of that going on. And then, Denny, <clears throat> when we bring it into the shop, of course, <laughs> in these conditions, yes. that slush and snow is dripping on us the whole time that we're working on it. And that also gets to be annoying. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I know we have some time for some more text messages, and I think we, we can grab a phone call if you if you want to. But uh, in the meantime, uh, here is uh, okay. Love the show, Texter says. My daughter was told she needs a new battery on her 2016 Lexus 350. What voltage reading would require replacement? If I did it, do I need to hook up a charger to, say, the memory settings? Um, well, if you want to save the memory setting, you, I mean, you do not have to save the memory setting if, uh, if you don't want to. Then uh, it, you'll lose your clock and a few things like that. Uh, some vehicles are designed where they, they have a, um, a theft deterrent in the radio and things, and you'll need codes for those radios. So we try and and do save the memory when we change a battery just because then you don't have to reset all that stuff. It just makes it a little easier, but, but it you know, it doesn't ruin the car. It doesn't hurt anything if you don't do that. Um, and as far as a battery... Uh, I would, it, it, that, that's probably the original battery that you're taking out of the, out of the car. And what you would want to replace it with is something with at least the same cold cranking amp or higher. So a higher cold cranking amp is going to be a stronger, more powerful battery. And in our Minnesota winters, uh, that's what will serve you best. So it doesn't, they're all 12 volt batteries. So it doesn't really have anything to do with the voltage but what you're going to be shopping for is cold cranking amps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for that text. Speaking of uh, ice, uh, chunks of ice on cars, Texter says, the collision assist sensor on my new car is blocked with a chunk of ice. What's the best way to remove it? Well, just carefully tap it off. With they come As you know, with your, you just tap it with your foot and they come off. Um, <clears throat> so just... Uh, you know, wash it off or wipe it off or, you know, whatever you have to do to get it off. But but uh, they come off pretty easy just by tapping them gently. And yes. they're, prob- they're probably attached to a plastic bumper. So if, if you just tap on the bumper a little bit, it'll all come falling off anyway. And uh, I saw some uh, Minnesota winter tip is don't use your toe, use your heel. So that's just <laughs> no. another tip. Another I, I've done tip. that. I've done that where one of those ice globs is sitting in the uh, in my driveway, and I go to kick it and get it out of the way, and it is frozen solid in place. And that yes. can be hard on your toe, also. So Very much. Be careful so. of that. Let's grab a phone call before you take your leave. Dan Mark is calling in from Hudson, I believe, this morning. Mark, you're on CCO with Dan. I've got a question for a Dodge diesel truck, one ton. 
that has two big batteries, and I have to change both batteries. Any guideline about changing batteries when you have two batteries on a vehicle? Hmm. No. Um, the, the way that they're wired is they're not creating a 24-volt system. They're still a 12-volt system. And so uh, it seems, depending upon how it's wired, I'm not sure. But it seems to me that if you just change those batteries one at a time, the it'll, the other battery will actually serve as a memory uh, saver. And so if you change them one at a time, all your settings will stay the same and uh, it'll be fine. So one thing that's important when you change battery cables, make sure that the uh, battery cable clamps are cleaned and and you know get all of the corrosion off there be sure there's that you're seeing shiny metal between the clamp and the battery itself you want that all to be cleaned out real good but uh, but as far as changing batteries no big deal just uh change them one at a time and you'll be you'll do just fine all right uh texture says it's a 2011 ranger the cruise control suddenly stopped working what could be wrong oh any any of a hundred different things of course, with the cruise control, there's a whole bunch of different inputs and outputs and sensors and all that sort of stuff because it needs to be uh, safety protected. And uh, because of that, there's a whole bunch of things that are involved. Maybe a common thing that we see is that if, a, if your brake lights have failed, that's one of the things that would cause it if your, if your uh, brake lights aren't working correctly then the, the 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 sensor or there's a sensor in the brake lights that uh that operates the cruise control as you know when you put your foot on the brake the cruise control shuts off you know for safety reasons and so that's just one of the switches but there's a whole bunch of that stuff involved so uh you probably are going to have to take that in and get some help with that because there's a it's a complicated system too many variables yeah uh, Dan, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's Automotive before you take your leave today? Well, come on over. That's the best way to get in touch with us. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between uh, Lexington and Victoria and St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651 228 one six. I should ask you, are you guys open today or closed for the holiday? No, we are. We were closed last Saturday, but we are open today. Big Nick will be here today, and, and he'll take good care of you. Very good. And our Nick Kostoffel friend will be with us filling in for you next Saturday, right? Nick is, Nick's going to fill in for me next Saturday. So that, good deal. Yep, that sounds like a great plan. All right. Happy New Year to you guys uh, at Lloyd's, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, Dan. Thanks, Danny. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick Stoffel will be in for uh, for Dan next week. If you didn't get your question answered this week, be sure to call us or text us next week, and we'll uh, help you out. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat is coming up next here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.